In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you see all these things, now that it is near, even at the door. Dear friends, dear faithful, in today's Gospel, Jesus wants to be very clear. He tells us something about that frightful period before the end of time. And he tells us that we will know. We will know when that period has arrived. We will know by the things going on in the world around us. And this is a question that we sometimes find us asking ourselves. Could Jesus have been referring to our time? Could we be approaching the end of time? Jesus speaks of the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel, the prophet. We have to understand that to his Jewish listeners, this was something with which they were quite familiar. Because Jewish, his, his listener Jewish, they knew the history of their country. And they knew that it had already happened a long time ago under Antiochus, a successor to Alexander the Great, the Roman Emperor Antiochus had marched into the temple in Jerusalem, the sanctuary of the living God, and put a stop to the continual offering of sacrifice. Not only did he abolish sacrifices to the true God, but he also had pagan priests brought in to offer pigs in sacrifice to the false god, Jupiter. Not only the Jews, not only were the Jews deprived of the graces of divine worship, but they were obliged, they were enforced, they were forced to attend, to be accomplices to a great sacrilege. We may be tempted to see in this a foreshadowing of the terrible tribulations that have gripped the Catholic Church in recent decades. Our Lord speaks of an era in which there will be, there will be false Christs and false prophets trying to lead even the elect astray. Here too, there is a strong temptation to think our Lord was speaking of our times. We keep being told that things are now different. 
that our liturgy would be obsolete and that we must just adjust to new ways. The old ways and the old morality, we are told, have been replaced with new ones. And likewise, a whole crop of prophets has a reason to tell us how we are to deal with this general decline in civilization. Dear friends, now, of course, we don't know if we are living in the times, in the, in, if we are living in the end of times or not. We may be, but we don't know. Jesus is telling us today that it doesn't matter because we don't have to live by fear. We have to be prepared because there is nothing we can do. Certainly, many of the people who heard Christ speak to him literally and expected the end to come within their own generation. And people who have endured difficult times throughout the past 2,000 years may well have felt that Christ was speaking about their time. It is impossible to be objective about such a thing seeming to go on around us. So, let us not fear of the end of time, but let's be prepared. Certainly, when the end itself actually comes, people will be able to see the signs of the time. Things like the sun and moon being darkened. The stars falling from heaven. Our Lord appearing like lightning in the sky from east to west. But for the time being, at least, we see no such signs. So despite of the darkness of the world, let us not live by fear, but with hope, and let's be prepared. What are we expected to do? The answer is extremely simple. We ought to prepare for the end of the world in exactly the same way as we prepare for our own personal end. And you know what, because for long before the end of the world comes, we may be called upon to give an account of our lives before God's judgment sits. That is to say that our preparation should include prayer and penance and keeping the commandments and doing good works and receiving the sacraments frequently, period. There is little else we can do to prepare for either eventuality. Remember that there will be false Christ and false prophets out there. 
the safest thing, the safest thing is to ignore them. Do not go forth. Jesus is telling us. Do not believe it. Keep the gospel. Keep the faith. Keep the liturgy of the Catholic Church and avoid all innovation in matter of faith. What Jesus is asking us to do is to exercise our own enlightened self-interest and number ourselves among the elect. Because it is not God who sends us to heaven or hell. It is not God who sentences us to tribulation or to tranquility. We do that for ourselves. And our choice ought to be obvious. As St. Paul tells us today, walk worthily of God and please Him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. So let us not live by fear, let's live by hope, with hope, let's be prepared, love God and love His Mass, and we will have meaning in our life and enjoy God's consolation, both now and in eternity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.